Welcome to the Round the League podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Round the League podcast. I'm your host, Bryant, and today uh, we are going to be starting off with our first episode of the Round the League podcast. This is a brand new podcast that will be posted every Wednesday, and it will be talking about all things sports. So let's go ahead and get into it. Starting off with our first subject, the Redskins name change, and of course others. The Redskins announced Monday that they will be changing their name, uh, officially retiring Redskins, even though the document that said that they were officially retiring the name Redskins said Redskins about nine times, which is kind of funny. Um... But the Redskins, um, they will change their name, and I'm not going to talk too much about the Redskins' name, but I will say, um, this has been something that's, uh, that's been coming for a long time, and I feel like a lot of people right now are going to say, like, no, no, that's stupid, I don't, I don't like that, but I feel like in a couple years, nobody's going to care, there'll be a brand new team, and it's exciting to see a brand new team, um, brand new team like being rebranded because we haven't had a new team or a rebrand since um i believe 25 or so years ago uh with um the texans the newest uh, franchise in the nfl so um that's really excited to see um i definitely want them to change their name to the dc something so if it's dc senators or whatever they uh, change it to i definitely like dc and then uh talking about other teams you have teams like the Braves, the Blackhawks, the Indians, the Rangers even, Chiefs. Names like that where, like, if you have the um, Chiefs, sometimes maybe they'll be like, oh, it's not offensive. So they're like, oh, they're honoring Native American culture. And for the Redskins, they're like, no, it's racist or offensive. So um, I could definitely, I think it's going to be kind of a case-to-case basis depending on what teams are made to change their name. Uh, so that's interesting. Moving on into number two, baseball opening day starting in nine days. The baseball season, very exciting. I find it interesting that they didn't do a bubble um, in like the spring training places like Arizona. I feel like that could come back to hurt the MLB where they could maybe not even end up finishing their season if they did a bubble like the MLS or the NBA. Um, I've heard players talking about like how they thought, oh, I would get, I thought I'd get tested more or... Um, different things like that so I definitely think it'll be interesting to see how the um, MLB will come out and um, it's interesting because they um, every all the negotiation stuff and with any league that's trying to go through something like this right there's going to be negotiations and differences and stuff but everything was open to the public which I feel like was not very good for Major League Baseball because you kind of think that everything is kind of like everything's fighting and they don't like each other and it's not a very functional league where um if you look at a league like the nhl they kept everything behind closed doors and they uh, did a really good job of that so i think both sides are definitely at fault the owners um wanting all the money that they are not uh, wanting to give up any money you know they're gonna have to because that's just how it's gonna work and then of course some of the big players wanting their full salaries if I don't work a full year I'm not getting a full salary um, and it would work for the same thing for the NFL um, so I think um, both sides are kind of at fault there 
Um, so that it's been very interesting to watch all this baseball, and I know how excited everyone was when they announced the 60-game season. Even though it's only 60 games, it's super excited to, exciting to have baseball back. And now, uh, moving in, we have an ad. Uh, this podcast um, episode was brought to you by Sports Broadcasting Camps, play-by-play sports broadcasting camps. Um, they, I believe, have a... Uh, virtual camp next week with a couple of spots open uh you can go um to playbyplaycamps.com to sign up it is a broadcasting camp uh where you can um work on podcasting um shows anchoring play-by-play um reading over highlights all these different kind of things and they did a really really great job with it on um the computer and a virtual over zoom uh that i've been doing i'm actually on break right now from it so um it's very very exciting to um have that kind of stuff and for anyone looking to get into sports broadcasting it's a very very good um thing to use uh, that's the reason that why i'm doing this is a lot because of that camp so um if you're interested you can go to playbyplaycamps.com and um I'll find if there's uh any camps you would be um to go to and now moving into our next uh, topic number three nhl training camps they started earlier this month uh they are going to be moving up to canada which i think is a phenomenal decision by gary bettman and the rest of the nhl uh because there's not as many cases in canada and canada accepts hockey a lot more um i feel like it'll just work a little bit better well they they will be able to understand and uh, the government will be able to work with the nhl a lot better on that I find it interesting to think about, um, I find it interesting how they chose two hub cities rather than one having Edmonton and Toronto. Uh, so that's very interesting to um, kind of factor in where like the NBA has one hub city, the NHL has two. Uh, we'll have to see how um, the transmission or the lack of transmission could um, affect that. As I was saying earlier, I think they did a great job of keeping uh, the agreements and disagreements under wraps where it wasn't all out to the public as it was with the MLB and it kept um, they kept everything kind of low down, uh, more secretive and I think they did a phenomenal job with that and, and now um, back with some other bubble things, the MLS and the NBA bubble. Um, the MLS and the NBA are both in a bubble in Disney World which is interesting because two leagues in the same place. A couple of the MLS teams uh, pulled out, uh, most notably, or the one that I know about, is the um, Toronto Toronto FC. Uh, they pulled out or uh, put their games on pause um, because of too many positive tests, and that's uh, interesting. Of course, I think you, you've probably heard a lot about how the food is terrible there and different this and that and different things, um, but it's really uh, not as bad. What happened there was like that was like the very first thing before they were ready to prepare and send everything up. So I think the bubbles will actually um, work out very well. Each, um, each team and league um, has access to pools, golf courses, uh, video games. Um, and they have team lounges where each team has their own lounge and they have a ping pong table and arcades and TVs and uh, chairs and couches and all different kinds of things for the uh, uh, teams to get together and kind of play and uh, just kind of have some fun off the court or the field. Um, so the um, MLS is already back um, with their MLS is back uh, tournament slash playoffs. And the NBA will come back on July 30th. And back to the uh, MLB, that will be coming back on um, July 24th. So very exciting there. 
the uh, NFL and college football, uh, they have some interesting um, things here. I feel like uh, since they're some of the most contact sports, I feel like they could it could be hard for those to happen uh, with this whole quarantine thing. And, I mean, college football looks like it's not going to happen. Uh, we have already have leagues, the Pac-12, on the... Um, Big Ten saying that they're only playing um, interconference games. The Ivy League's already pulled out of all sports um, for the fall, meaning football, soccer, all sports like that that happen in the fall, um, which is very interesting. And I feel like it just it's just going to be really hard, which is really unfortunate because college football is my favorite sport uh, 100%. Um, so it's very unfortunate. And uh, for the N NFL... Um, they have said, uh, one of the biggest rules has been, I, so these guys, right, they go out onto the field, they fight each other, they play against each other, tackling, they hit each other, they're rubbing up against each other, helping each other up, um, running into people, this whole 60 minutes plus, even plus 60 minutes, uh, if they go into overtime, but then right when you get off, you can't handshake somebody, you can't tell them good game, you, um, you're barely even allowed to look at somebody, it seems. You just have to walk off the field, put a mask on, and then go into the locker room. So that is very interesting that they're not even allowed to do anything. Like, even jer uh, jersey exchanges, any of that kind of stuff is a no-go uh, for any of this. So it is very interesting. Uh, now going into uh, the PGA last Sunday... Uh, Colin Morikawa beat out Justin Thomas in a playoff at the Workday Charity Open. It was a very interesting playoff with, um, with uh, Justin Thomas in the in the middle of the match looking like he was running away with it. Uh, he drops a couple shots. Uh, Colin Morikawa catches up. They go into a playoff. Justin Thomas with a 50-foot putt, and he drains it. Absolutely amazing. And then Morikawa with a 20-footer. Um, if he doesn't make it, he um, loses to Thomas, and he makes it, and then uh, Justin Thomas loses on the second playoff hole. Um, very uh, interesting. It was a lot of fun to watch, and then coming in fourth was uh, Victor Hoblin. Very fun to watch. Um, next week, we have the Memorial Tournament, where um, Tiger Woods and Brooks Kepka will be coming back, and then, of course, there's always talks about Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson DeChambeau, how he's really beefed up a lot, um, and a lot of people are suspecting steroid use, um, I don't know, <laughs> it's a kind of a, it's kind of interesting there, and, um, as I heard from Pat McAfee, uh, he was talking about how, like, golf, and I definitely agree, like, golf is a lot of a gentleman's game, so they're, they kind of like, it, there's kind of, it's kind of on the honor system a lot, so, if he's not coming out and saying, I use steroids, then nobody's gonna think he did, so, it's a very interesting, um, in, interesting about golf, um, so, it it does seem like a sport where you could very very easily get away with that kind of stuff, and I mean you've seen over the past couple of weeks how he, how um, Bryson DeChambeau has been uh, doing. He's been doing very very good um, in the tour since uh, they came back from the stoppage. And um, in the UFC, um, this has been a very interesting sport. I think they also did a very good job, like the NHL, of coming back from the quarantine. Um, they have. Uh, matches today at 10 o'clock and 7 o'clock, um, UFC Fight Night uh, 172. 
Um, they did a very good job. They have their own fight island, I think you've heard about, where they um, have everyone set up in an arena on an island way off away from anyone. So um, it they've definitely done a very good job, and they've been um, back and fighting for um, a while now since... Um, the quarantine break so that's another t um, league that has been quietly um, doing a very good job during the uh, whole quarantine process so that is it from today's episode of the round the league podcast you can expect more of the same every single wednesday you can find this uh, podcast on apple podcasts at the round the league podcast or on youtube at bman films and i will see you guys next time bye Thanks for tuning in to the Round the League podcast. You can tune in next Wednesday for another episode.